This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Here we are at Humerian Health Podcast. Yes, I would are. like I would like to personally welcome Dr. Sean Benzinger back from Blog- Kansas City <laughs> from Thank Blog God. Paws. Well, Blog Paws, that's right. You yeah. looked Great like you looked like you had too much fun. Actually, it was a little fatiguing to be um, honest with yes. you. Yes, I the- mean learning the yap, you know, be able to bark and meow yeah. in different languages <laughs> at the same time exactly. was fabulous. And the poo emojis were super popular. I Absolutely. heard. Absolutely. Yeah. And none left their uh, poop emoji in my <laughs> in your room oh, when oh, I was. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So that was good. Yeah. Well, the that good news good. Is, is I actually kind of didn't believe that maybe you really went to Blog Paws. I thought you just took a couple days off and now I know that in fact that you did because you came back with an entire like Encyclopedia Britannica set of podcasts. That's right. Of from, really interesting people. Yes. Lots of great and topics. And, yeah. and animals. Yes. There may yeah. in fact be some barking, not human barking, but pet barking or breathing. Yeah, within on, some on of these those podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. But uh, honestly, it was a great it was a great trip. It's something we'll look forward to in the future. We certainly want to expand even the um, there's a lot of people we didn't have enough time to yeah. fit in. We want to change that. And we're also offering that to some of the bloggers. Also, we're reaching out to them and saying, hey, do you want us to cut something? It was all about introducing to you, the listener, uh, what they're doing there and uh, some of their special interests that uh, they've put forward. And some of them are remarkable. And yep. I hope you'll listen to all of them. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger with the Humerian Health Podcast. Uh, we're here today at Blog Paws in Kansas City, and we're here with a very special guest, Bernard Lima Chavez. And it's nice to have you with us. Thank you so much. So it's let's great just to be here. We're going to talk about several things, but we're, one of the things that you have um, been working with for a good period of time is dogs that are deaf. Correct. So tell us a little bit about your history and what kind of got you into it. And it sounds like a an area that's being misunderstood, missed, and maybe not assessed correctly by a lot of folks. All of that is correct. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about that. I think the listeners are going to love this. Cool. Well, it's actually an interesting story. I find it interesting. Yep. I'm a vet tech by training. Um, I went back to school in my 30s to become a vet tech because I wanted to work uh, with homeless animals. So I wanted to work in a shelter. I wanted to work in rescue, investigations. Hmm. Yeah. Um I didn't want to work in private practice because I knew those those dogs and cats had an advocate. Perhaps not always the best advocate, but they did have one. Right. Homeless right. dogs don't have one. And so it allowed me to be an advocate and to help these animals through whatever the medical issues were. Um, and in my course of working at a local um, humane society in Miami, um, I adopted a, a special a dog that had um, a broken back and had he was completely lame in the hind legs. So I took him home as a medical foster, and then a foster failed, and we, we adopted him. Wow. Um, and we were not looking for another dog. At that point, we had two dogs, and we sure. had about four cats. Okay. <laughs> That's a busy home right <laughs> it there. It is a busy yeah, home. Absolutely. Um, and one day I was at work, and I was the vet tech supervisor, and mm-hmm. I looked up, and there was this puppy I had never seen um, hmm. that was on the front counter in a crate that had just been neutered and was available for adoption. Okay. And it had come in on my day off, and it was in foster care, and it was deaf. And I locked eyes oh, with this dog, and I knew immediately that we were meant to be together. Wow. So I took him home as a foster, um, and then um, my spouse, within 30 minutes, was Googling names that kind of went with the theme of names that we had going. Um, wow. So that is how we end, ended up with our first deaf dog, and then about a year or a year later, we adopted a second deaf dog. But you could see it. Well, you could almost, you almost knew. Knew that he was deaf? Yeah. 
Uh, no, it was I had already been determined that he was. Dead. Oh, okay. So I knew that when I looked at his at his his information on the. On, I got on, it. Okay, on the card I, that he was. I was going to say you just have an understanding about. I, I didn't about know him. that okay. he was deaf until I read that, and then I was I super see. intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And, and when we locked eyes, when you meet, sometimes when you meet those really special pets, sure, you know. Absolutely. And and I knew immediately, mm. and so. Um, that's how we adopted Edison. Hmm. Um, then about a year later, Edison. we adopted Foster. That's great. And um, after we adopted Foster, Edison, um, we took him home for the weekend. We knew nothing about deaf dogs. I knew how to train dogs, but I didn't know how to train a deaf dog. Sure. Um, how do you train a deaf dog? Because uh, it's usually hand sound. It's oh. hand signs. Oh, okay. Well, I know we. I, I read some something about people using essential oils for s- sniffing too, and, and you using can do that. their. It, that a lot of people really use that more with blind dogs. Or blind cats. Uh, okay. You can use like different like aromatherapy scents in the room that or, makes sense. or carpeting or textures on the floor to help guide them, you know, so, okay. so they know the house. So they're watching you. That's one of the first signs you teach a deaf dog okay. is to actually to watch me. How interesting. It, because if you teach them to watch you, they're always looking at sure. you. Sure. Because they can't hear you if they can't see you because That's you're true. talking with your hands. Very good. Very good. And so we made a list of about 20 hand signs that we were hoping to teach Edison in about a year or two. We thought, okay, if we could teach these 20 in yeah. two years, we're in, good, we're, in, we're in a good place. And they were basic things like, you know, good boy, you know, food, mm-hmm. potty, walk, sure. those sorts of things. The basics that you're training any dog. Right. right. And within six months, he knew all of those, wow. and we had to add to the list. And wow. he now knows about 40 hand signs. Um, we used a combination of American Sign Language. Yeah, I was going to say, what, who, who developed this? Well, there's, I mean, there's no, the, the great thing about working with the deaf dog is that there are no, you know, true rules that you have to follow. Um, yeah, because deaf people, their sign language, and Americans, it's been developed. And, and, American de- deaf so you're using Americans some of that. are using American Sign Language. Gotcha. Um, so we use um, um, a American Sign Language. Um, sometimes they're modified. So a lot of hand signs in ASL are two-handed, which is great inside the home. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're outside walking on a leash, it's hard to do a two-handed sign. So sometimes Good they've point. been modified ASL, so it's just a sing- one sign, like a one-handed sign. Absolutely. Um, now, can they find some this information? Signs. I mean, mm-hmm. do you have this posted anywhere? Do you? I have, have a you? blog. Okay. I write about deaf dogs on my blog. Fabulous. It's called the Graffiti Dog. Excellent. The and Graffiti Dog. That's it. Causes of deafness and That's deaf great. dog advocacy, training, um, health concerns that they may have, yeah. um, behavior. Anything that I can think of related to deaf dogs to help spread awareness and help other pet parents who are not don't know how to work with the deaf dog, right. so they have like some resources. So awareness of what you would look for in your dog it, that's having problems with hearing. Well, I would say in a um, in a puppy, a common symptom um, that they are may have some hearing loss, some degree, I don't, you know, of some sort, you mm-hmm. know, whether they're fully deaf or just have some partial hearing impairment, is if they're not reacting. Like when you wake up in the morning and normally you have a puppy, you wake up in the Sounds morning, right. they're ready to go. They're, yeah, they hear you and they are ready to go. Deaf puppies don't hear you, so they just are sleeping deep. They oh. sleep really good sleep because they can't, can't hear, hear anything. anything That's a common sign. There's some nights I want that. That maybe... <laughs> Maybe that dog has some hearing impairment. That's, That's one of them. Very good point. I would say another wow. one is that if they're not responsive to sound, like whether that you, you know. Oh, you drop something, a loud sounds or whatever. Exactly, right? a loud, loud unexpected sound right. if you're trying to teach them their name, but they're not responding right. um, over a period of time. Um, 
if you know dogs quickly learn like you know if you're feeding depending on how you food if you're feeding kibble or if you're feeding canned or fresh prepared or whatever the sounds associated with food are mm-hmm. if they don't respond to that for all your other dogs are responding yeah sure your dog is not responding that may be a sign good um, all right that makes sense there's also um that's one cause for like a congenitally deaf dog okay that, um and unfortunately what happens is um Pet parents often don't understand, and they, they often mistake it for a dog being obstinate Good or point. untrainable or a bad dog. Right. And it's really unfortunate because when that happens, if they had, if the pet parents had even known about deaf dogs, yep. that's the problem is so many people don't, don't think about it. They don't think about I, it. I, I, when you brought it up the other day, I went, well, we got to talk about this because I didn't think about it. I, I, I know it's got to be. I mean, it's got to have occurred. I only think of it as old dogs right. that are starting to lose their hearing maybe. Exactly, and that's a whole other cause, yeah. you know. and. I'm in the same boat. When I met Edison, I knew nothing about deaf dogs. And I know that it worked in the shelter all of those years. And I looked at the intake numbers and the adoption numbers. I'm like, I have must have encountered deaf dogs. Uh, absolutely. And it Completely never, ever occurred to me. Yeah, you, they shoot them into the next cage right. or somebody took them or whatever. So I did a absolutely. lot of research and I How learned a lot of information. That is and, really good. Um, and then, so your blog really covers a lot of this of how do you how do you assess how do you know your dog's starting to have problems? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot so. of the information isn't applicable just to people with deaf dogs. A lot of it is actually applicable to people with hearing dogs because I've actually talked quite a bit about it's important to teach even your hearing dog a hand sign. Um, like if if you have a regular dog and you hire a, a, a trainer, a trainer, or, yeah, sure, they teach you the verbal yeah. sit, but they also teach you a hand sign to go with it. Dogs, the vast majority of their communication is body language. So when we How use our body, it's it's closer to an, a language, a common language. Sure. But also, what's great about that is if you continue to use that hand sign as the dog gets older, mammals are mammals. So as dogs and cats get older, they can lose their sight, they yep. can lose their hearing. Right. If your do- older senior dog is beginning to lose their hearing, they've got the hand signs in place. Yeah, I, I can admit that I don't use hand signs. I, I've learned both, and I use verbal for our sure. Maltese, and she listens and does what she needs right. to do, but I have stopped doing that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's so a I very always good encourage point. Very good point. Uh, pet parents with d- hearing dogs to yeah. go ahead and continue to, to use those signs right. or begin to use those signs just because during that aging process, the loss of hearing is, is a gradual process. Sure. So it's not traumatic for the dog. Right. Um, and oftentimes it's very, you know, very minor symptoms until it's really obvious. And right. then people are like, oh, my gosh, this has been going on for a long time, for going a while. And I missed it. And they feel horrible. Sure. And I don't want people to feel horrible. I want people to have the information and, and understand, understand. It, that's a normal occurrence. That's but right. there's things that you can do yeah. and you can begin to teach the hand signs. Well, maybe we can extend this so that most husbands can get the hand signs and that so they continue to listen to their wives. Right. Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that, do we? It's like, that's the excuse. I didn't hear you, dear. I can't remember doing that. But I gave you the hand sign. But right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start getting both of those, right? Okay, so, but when they're doing the hand sign, will you miss some of the deafness that's occurring because they're watching the hand sign, not the verbal? Well, I wouldn't I'm say, I, if, if you've got a hearing dog, I, would, I wouldn't say stop using the verbal. I would yeah. say just continue to use the hand signs. Okay. Um, together or, or but separately you, but you still have the morning signs and other things and the not, morning yeah, signs yeah, are not yeah, responsive absolutely. you know they don't wake right. up they don't respond to noises like especially a, a senior dog who's always responded to the sound of the can of food being opened in the in the yeah, good in point. the kitchen right 
they're suddenly not responding. Yeah, or they're not responding. They know their name and they're not responding. Those so, are signs that there may be some hearing loss. Gotcha. So what do we do? Meaning, I don't ever remember my vet doing a hearing test or. A, I mean, what what do they do? I mean, your vet well, tech, I, you've I been through this. How do they test that's it? That's not a veterinarian would typically assess um, hearing loss based on like concern expressed by the pet parent. Like okay, I think something sure. might be weird. Drew attention or if, to or if they have if they just happen to notice it. Which I just is kind of unlikely. I just can't picture anything. I can't picture any time that. But you're right. right. I, if I didn't bring it up, which I never have, never had a, a deaf dog right. as far as I know. It's it's not a common like yeah. part of the uh, physical uh, physical exam yeah, phys- yeah. assessment of a, yeah. of a dog. Eyesight's a lot easier, I think, to some extent, right? To what? If you're losing their dogs losing their eyesight, that's a lot easier to notice than the ear most of the time. Um, I, well, I've actually never lived with a blind dog, but um, hmm. I, I would say that it's probably just different signs. Yeah. I mean, you know, bumping into blindness would be like bumping into things mm-hmm. or having maybe seeming disoriented when they're sure. really oh, not. Sure, my, sister, just, my yeah. sister has one. You're standing there, about knocks you over. Yeah. It's like I'm standing here and just boom. <laughs> Doesn't notice, just walks around. I mean, his head's hard as a rock. I don't know how it does it. But <laughs> but you took a special interest. It was kind of like there, here was this time that Edison and Foster, Edison specifically, right, first one, yes. came into your life, and you started thinking, there's not much information out there. No, when I, that first weekend, I or first couple of weeks really, I lived in my Google search engines, <laughs> and sure. I was looking up information, sure. and there was actually came across a great website and a great not-for-profit called Deaf Dogs Rock. They're based in Virginia, and they Rock. do a lot of uh, deaf wow. dog education. They do a lot of deaf dog rescue, uh, transport, sponsoring dogs from um, shelters that do euthanize wow. um, t- into rescues wow. or, or shelters that do not euthanize for time or space um, to get that to allow these dogs time to get it the right type of home. That makes um, sense. And so they were a great resource, and I've actually become very, very close with the founder and, and well, yeah, CEO. Well, yeah, I would of, think they might have started using some of your sign language. Who? Uh, this group. Well, no, they were already, they do their own thing. So I mean, they're already They, they already doing, existed, but yeah. they were a great resource for me, but I still felt like, and at her encouragement, at Christina's encouragement, you know, I actually wrote a blog post for her, and huh. that was the start of my blog because Wonderful. it was, went really well. She said, "You need to, you're a great writer. You need to start to you need to start a blog because the more education we can get out there, yeah, the better it is to help these dogs." No, was, the, was, was this the start of Graffiti Dog? That was, was Edison the, the start of it. Yes, Edison. Was okay, the start. so Edison kind of started. But he where'd was, you he, get Graffiti Dog? I mean, well, I always see your shirts; they're bright and they're fabulous. By oh, the way, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, well. Um, that the, the name comes from my visual branding. What I do is I, I actually li- I live in Miami, and mm-hmm. I'm really fortunate. Um, a great place of Miami, by the way. We talked about it. It's a fabulous area. Yeah, it's a great place. Nobody's moving from it's, that it's, it's a great It's, it's a great, great city. There's a lot of, lot of wonderful things. And, and one thing that we have is we have a tremendous amount of street art and graffiti. Mm. And, and I'm, I was just always inspired by it. Once I learned mm. about the history of it and sure. I got to meet the artist. And so just honestly, on a lark, I just shot a photograph of Edison in front of so, a, a, you a, showed a, me. a That's small right. little yep. wall. It was a beautiful. small little wall. Mm. And that was, that just, it was kind of on a lark. And graffiti. It took off. Yeah, that makes and sense. And so that became my visual branding. So all of my photography hmm. is is Edison hmm. street art. And yeah. and I use it obviously to promote, you know, deaf dog content, but I also use sure. it to promote the artist because I think it's really important 
since I'm showcasing their work, Correct. to give them credit and to support the street artists because the reality is, is artists need to eat too. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, whole, uh, wholeheartedly. Well, and also it's, it sticks in your mind, the graffiti dog. Love it. I absolutely love it. Well, tell me something. Yes. Been doing how long? I've been blogging for about four years. About four years. Good. So growing, uh, growing uh, numbers, and I guess what we're trying to do is make people aware of how to get in contact with you okay? so that they can, because they might have a deaf dog, or right. now they're probably listening going, wait a minute, I betcha, and they're probably going to put two and two together. It's going to happen because we get thousands of listeners, so that won't be a surprise at all, and be able to tune into you, because right now we have never come across anyone that specializes in this as blogging and is going to walk them through this. So I think this is perfect. Wonderful. So they're able to get you at um, the Graffiti Dog. The Graffiti Dog.com. Dot com. Uh-huh. Right. So that's the first most important way to get a hold of you. Right. Got and your email. Got my that. email okay. address is on my website. Right. Um, as well as like a contact form. Wonderful. They can also reach out to me on social media. I'm the Graffiti Dog on um, Instagram. Wonderful. On Pinterest on Facebook. You can you can find me. But I would say that my blog is probably the best way to get re- get in touch with me. Yep. Or because um, you, you can send me an email directly, or you can send a contact form, whichever you prefer. It's fabulous. Um, and. Um, Fabulous. Email people usually feel most comfortable with because yeah. they know the inf- they know it's being sent and being received and and I do respond to any um, any questions and I provide as much information and support as I can. Yeah. Um, whether I can give them an answer or I can point them in the right direction to Correct. get the answer that, that they need. Well, so. you've been through it and many have, but no one's writing about it, and that's really wonderful. So the graffiti dog, Bernard Lima Chavez. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank we you so really much. appreciate you taking the time. It's a, it's a fabulous cause, and we appreciate you doing it. Well, thank you for having me. So, yet another good, uh, I was going to say pod, blog pause, podcast. It doesn't come out right. It was a blog pa- pause. A cause. blog pause podcast. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, yeah. though, isn't it? Yep. Great so, points so, of view. Very interesting. So glad that you got a chance to talk to so many authors yeah. and uh, bloggers and influencers out there. And we have a whole, as I mentioned in one episode yep. it's encyclopedia britannica nobody that listens to this podcast probably knows what an encyclopedia britannica collection is that's but, true if they're over under 35 but, that's I, right. but I do because I yeah. had one in my yeah, room I still, got, I I still got mine okay yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your hoarding yeah, tendencies later, later but yeah yeah so definitely um, follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter you can check us out at humarian.com slash blog pause yep. if you want to hear listen to all, all. of right. the podcasts yep. that Dr. Benzinger got to record while he was out there lots of great stuff so yeah fabulous time yeah so definitely check us out amy baker dr sean benzinger humarian health podcast spilling our guts for the well-being of yours that's right thanks for having the guts to listen to the humarian health podcast make sure you follow us on social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter at humarian health if you have things you'd like to gut check send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com 